When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating and other stuff. Liza, how are you? I am fine. I'm going to put it at a B minus. A B minus. I'm right there with you. Um, uh, thank you all for listening and welcome to our lives. But I was just sharing with Liza before we hopped on that I attended my first wedding, you know, since the pandemic. It was very, very vaccinated situation. Um, impressively so. We had to show proof of vaccinations or, or a test. And anyway, it was so much fun, but I am so, so tired. So if my voice sounds a little bit raspy, because I was shouting on a dance floor. (laughs) But was it amazing? Did it feel so like cathartic? It was amazing. It, I am so happy for the couple. This is like one of my closer friends getting married because my, especially of college, my college friends have been slower on that, that path to marriage. Um, It just, it was so fun to celebrate love. And I don't know, life is short. You have to like, if anyone else is feeling some kind of like post weekend Oh, I wasn't productive all weekend. I partied. Well, you enjoyed your life. Life is so short. And I'm, sorry, banging things around. I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling so cheesy about it. I just, you, you're doing amazing, sweeties, and it's going to be okay. That's, that's totally. what I have to say. And I love love and celebrating love. It's so fun. Yeah. And also just like I love, I mean, I fucking love weddings, but I love a big party that is not like a club like I'm too old to go to clubs but I really love to get drunk and dance and so weddings are kind of like it you know when like when you decide you're post club as a human oh yeah I've got to tell you this wedding was top notch they had a band an incredible band at the reception but then there was a DJ at the after party who was like someone's friend and so like DJs in Miami and so it literally felt like a club but with all like the fun late night food around and friends, not like tiny models and bottles. Yes. You know, it was it yes. was wonderful. Just I had danced like an insane person because I we said this at the beginning of the pandemic. We were like, I just I want to like club someday. I feel like I'm just like going to crave that. And honestly, the way I was dancing, I did. Liza, yes. I have blisters on the bottoms of my feet. Oh, I should my actually complain. God. You have an injury. Liza has a finger cutting injury right now. So I should not be complaining. But there are big old blisters on the bottom of my feet. I can't even walk. They're oh, my just, God. like on the bottom. That's like so satisfying, though. Like, obviously, it sucks because you don't, you're yeah. uncomfortable, but it's so satisfying to just be like, I like the, I kind of like the feeling of being sore from like dancing and having fun and whatever, especially when you're like a couple days post hangover. Yeah. It's just like, it, it makes you feel alive. I'm like going to a wedding this weekend, also extremely vaccinated and COVID safe, like major in advance props to the bride and groom. But yep. uh, I'm very excited to just like, yeah, get drunk with like a group of friends. You know, it's it's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We deserve it. Um, you but, all deserve it. Hi. Let's oh, yeah. tell everyone about our amazing guest today and also like how she became our guest. I feel like it's a fun story. Yes, it's really fun. Did I read this tweet at the beginning of our interview with Kate or not? Okay, so Kate Willett is our amazing guest today, first and foremost. She is an awesome comedian. She's an actor. She's an author. She co-hosts an amazing political comedy podcast called Reply Guys. Um just like an all-around really cool lady. We definitely embarrass ourselves continuing to call her a really cool person. Um, The whole – sorry, you don't embarrass yourself, Liza. I oh, I absolutely like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just like – you know, you know, I was just, you know, falling in love a little bit, you know? It's the thing that happens. Um, yes. But we were so lucky to have her. We actually connected. I think I read that tweet. Did I read the tweet, Liza? 
I think you did, yeah. Okay, so I will not spoil it, but I just like posted on our story a, a really hilarious tweet I saw her have, and she said, thanks for posting. Also, I would be down to be on your podcast. And so we said, oh, yes, please, and thank you. So she's just... Great. And we talk a lot about uh, dating in general, dating when you're on the internet, when you're kind of an online person, dating in politics and, and you know, the complications around that, especially in today's day and age. But uh, she was just great. So thank you to Kate and thank you to you all for listening. Do we have other business, Liza? Uh, you can follow us <laughs> on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. You can email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. We love worst first date stories. We love dating detective mysteries, which are like when something weird happened in dating and you've never quite figured it out. Like email us and we'll hypothesize and look for clues. Um, and you can also join our secret Facebook group, which is like a really lovely, wonderful, friendly community on the internet. And I think that's it. Is that our business? I think that's our business. I think we did it. We crushed it. The business. Um, we're on a, like a little uh, end of August hiatus from Precious Gems, our newsletter, but it'll be back soon. And, you know, we hope you enjoy that as always. You can always find the, the old newsletters, which are just like a little more personal sometimes than what we say on this podcast. Is that right? Maybe. I don't know. It's something. There, there's something happening over there. Sometimes writing sometimes is easier funny, than speaking. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're vulnerable and also I tell my dating detective story which is like yes. the case of me um like dating someone for or like being involved with someone for a long time and I couldn't figure it out but it was probably really obvious but if you go and read then you tell me if you figure it out before I do in 2007 <laughs> or whatever um but yeah, so we're going to do a quick, we have a really great conversation with Kate, so we're going to mostly focus on that today, but we're going to do a really quick consumption corner. Kimmy, what are you watching, listening to, reading? All right. Well, between, you know, busyness at job and wedding, I have quite honestly not been caught up on anything. I really want to catch up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm dying to start Bachelor in Paradise because everyone's talking about it and I have not. It's my it's my treat. Tonight that's my treat at the end of my day. Oh my god. Um <laughs> it's my treat. Uh oh boy. But I I will say so I'm just going to shout out a podcast that I did recently listen to and have definitely shouted out before, but I'm just going to shout it out again. You all should be listening to Poog and yes, you know, that's weird because we have a podcast here too, but this is like a really good podcast. They've just got written up in the New York Times. Kate Berlant and Jacqueline Novak host it. Oh my God, Liza. I was speaking of Poog and Jacqueline Novak. I wish we could go see her show when I'm in New York. I wish that. Ugh, uh, it's I wish so, things were different. so good. It's like uh, anyone who can see it, it's called Get On Your Knees, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's she's touring with it now too. I guess it will probably come to LA someday. Yeah. But. If you uh, have a chance to see Get On Your Knees see it it's so fucking funny and good it's like a stand-up comedy slash one woman show like lightly centering around blowjobs and I can't it's just I can't even describe it it's just so funny and so good and she's such a like feminist and it's just fucking awesome and she's one half of Poog an amazing you know wellness podcast that is not making fun of wellness it is just talking about wellness and skincare and Sleep habits, like lit anything. Just two funny ladies talking about things that are very relatable. Um, and so I, I know that's boring, but I feel very strongly that everyone needs to be listening. So I think that's where I'm at for my consumption corner this week. Totally. I mean, I am in a similar place where like I don't I've been I've been watching I've been just like reading and watching a lot of um like things that I need to consume for school because I'm about to start grad school. Yes, and Liza's about to start grad school, friends. Scary. I'm too old to be doing this, but whatever. No, you're not. <laughs> I just ended mine, so no, you're not. But I'm no. like just reading and and watching a lot of shit for that, but that I am like not going to recommend because it's like kind of not even that interesting to me. TBQH. Um, why am I going to grad school? Who knows? Okay, but the <laughs> it's going to be okay. I love you. Deep breaths. Everything's Here are okay. the things that I've been doing before. What this is okay before bed. I mean. Bad, the first episode of Bachelor in Paradise was fucking fire. I can't even tell you how much I miss this show. David Ugh. Spade is 
a painfully awkward host and it's so weird and he definitely wants to fuck all of the women and it's like very uncomfortable but also like it's just a great show and I just miss it. Wait, I've heard that people like David Spade doing it. So here's the thing is I did like it. I really did. Okay. Okay. It's just weird. Like part of it is just like (laughs) you're just so used to Chris Harrison who doesn't have much of a personality and David Spade has so much of a personality and it like he really becomes a factor in the show in a way because he's really funny he's like really colorful host but it just it's weird and different and also like I don't know I really enjoy uh it's it's a and I just this show is such pure bliss like I missed it I didn't even realize how much I missed it until I watched Mm -hmm. the first episode last last week um and then the other thing I've been watching which is deeply insane is a Netflix original series called Tattoo Redo I have heard of this show okay (laughs) Netflix just it was one of those things Netflix just handed to me and in like a 2 a.m anxiety spiral I was like fine I'll watch it and it's so weird it's not even that good but it like okay it's basically people have horrible who have horrible tattoos go in to get them covered up but this there's and they go in with like someone close to them their best friend or their partner Mm -hmm. or their you know parent or whatever and the surprise twist is that the best friend the the person they come in with chooses their tattoo and they don't get to see it until it's done and they don't get to have any say in it although i'm sure a nightmare it's a nightmare, but also, like, it's just, it's so stupid, and it's just really fun. And I, I don't have any tattoos, but I love tattoos, and I've always wanted one. I just change my mind constantly on what I want, so I haven't gotten none. But, like, I love the artistry behind it, and the tattoo artists they have are so good. And some of the tattoos are so beautiful that come out, and it's just so cool to see, like, how they work and the way they think and the way they solve problems about, like, okay, we got to cover this weird tattoo, so it's got to be a certain shape. It's got to be placed a certain way. It's, like... That's all really interesting to me. The dynamic of like everyone's anxiety and then seeing the tattoos and like spoiler, most people really like their tattoos. Like I don't actually think there were any bad reactions, but like it's just really, really dumb and I it really mindless and it just really gave me what I needed this week. Yeah. I mean, uh, we love some mindless need fulfilling shows. Uh Okay, I'm I'm in. I struggle with needles. I don't I don't know how 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 big of a problem would that be? Not bad. I don't love needles okay. either. It just really looks like a pen. Like it, okay, you know, because there's always yeah, like that's so, so much yep. ink and stuff. It just looks like someone's drawing on you. It doesn't. Yeah, like, that's look true. Pokey. That's true. And there's okay. no blood or anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I guess I have seen tattoos on on shows before. But it's making well, me really want a tattoo. If anyone wants to pitch me a tattoo idea, I'm very open to it. Oh, ah. What would I pitch you? I have no idea. I'm not a tattoo girl. This is like, Um, yeah. When I was watching this show, I was like, this is fun to think about what I would pick for people. Like, I would have no idea what to pick for you. I None. Zero. Like, it this is a very, very hard challenge. But um, anyway, if anyone is in need of a 2 a.m. show, tattoo redo. I like it. All right. Well, we did it. We are consuming things. We're still consuming um, I also consumed a lot of lobster and seafood, ah. like lobster roll situations at this wedding. So I would just highly recommend getting whatever your summer food is. I think because on the East Coast right now, it's just been like soft serve ice cream, lobster roll. Like I'm just trying to get, get your fill. No, totally. no caring about bodies for the rest of August. Have a fun time. Yeah. Let's- there's only like a week <laughs> left in summer. So let's oh, yeah. uh, go, <laughs> really go for broke. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I really just ruined everything at this wedding. No, no, no. I made everything better. Yes. And I was very satiated. Okay, well, we are so excited for you to hear from Kate Willett. Follow her. Check her out. Uh, She rules. Thank you to Kate for coming on. Eliza, thank you to you for being you. You're going to crush grad school starting tonight. Ah. And wow, what is this mood that I'm in? I love you all. Thank you for listening. You are the best. Um, Okay, now a little ad break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Okay, we are so excited to be joined by Kate Willett, who's who we were introduced to. Honestly, I was introduced to on Twitter by an excellent tweet. Kate, thank you for being here and joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just want to, before we you know dive into it, I'll just shout out the tweet. It was, hey boy, are you the CDC? Because you could not be worse at messaging. And I just, again, just obsessed. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I was thinking about it um, this morning watching, I was watching one of Colbert's monologues from this week about like the mask. Oh, no, 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 the booster shot mandate switching. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, topical over and over again. Um, we're so excited to talk to you. I'm like, have very, very little chill about how cool I think you are. And it's going to come out through this whole conversation. So I'm so sorry. Uh, but first, before we talk about everything and gush about how cool you are, do you have a worst first date story? So this was a really hard one because there were some good runners up. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the 30 second rundown of the one that almost made it. And then I'll tell you the real Incredible. one. Because this, this one was uh, bad. So a couple summers ago, maybe a few summers ago, um, I went out with this guy that he was into comedy. So, yeah, I was like, OK, I can go out with someone that's really into comedy. You know, maybe we'll get along. But then he like went um like within the first 10 minutes of the date he was just running down the list of like all of the comedians who have been accused of um sexual assault pedophilia sexual harassment and he's like what do you think of all these situations and i'm like i really don't want to talk about rape on a first date and he's like no we need to talk about it and he would not stop talking about it so i eventually like maybe 20 minutes in, I just, you know, I left a $20 bill on the table and just left the date. Uh, because, But that was just so weird because, like, to be honest, I was so, you know, I, I was dating after uh, a very, very, very long celibate period. And I was, like, trying to be like, okay, I'm going to hook up with someone tonight. We met at a bar around the corner from my house because I was like, yeah, I want to I wanna get some action. And, like... There was almost nothing that this guy could have done to ruin it, except for <laughs> repeatedly insist on talking about rape. But he managed to do that. Um, but I, I think my real first worst state story um, in San Francisco a few years ago, I went out with this guy. The he went on. We went on like a park picnic for our first date. This is pre-COVID, so wow. I don't know. We're just doing outside dating anyway. You know, and it was, like, pretty nice, uh, but it was just, like, a first date. I was kind of, like, seeing um, where it goes, you know, just, like, I, w- I would have definitely gone out with him again, but we didn't kiss or anything like that, and um, then I get a text from him, like, later that night, this was an afternoon date, that was like, wow, I watched all of your comedy, and, you know, if we're going to be together, you're going to need to get... STI testing immediately like it sounds like you're sleeping with like a ton of people and you said in your comedy that you had chlamydia and like I don't know if I can deal with that and you know I'm gonna need to see your test results and all this stuff and I'm like dude I don't even know if we are gonna go out again like I didn't even kiss you like this is not this is nuts um so that was just like really that was weird, and I, I guess I probably chose that story because there's there's like definitely a lot of examples, especially from when I were, first started comedy, where you know people like felt like they they had made up their whole mind about like what I was like like from the jokes that I tell on stage, and I don't know, it just gets really gross sometimes. Good lord, yeah, I feel like I, it's insane because it's such a like it can be such a like cool and respectful thing to have a like let's get tested conversation and like could there be a grosser way or like a less respectful way to go about it you know like well (laughs) it was also like way before we ever had even considered having sex (laughs) so I was like I was I was so undecided about if I would ever even have sex with this person you know (laughs) so presumptuous very um i mean yeah i think it could be totally fine to like say you know to someone like i mean you know if you're on i don't know not a first date but you know multiple dates where it's like yeah or you know whenever like sex starts to be like a thing that comes up you know to just be like i really like to you know get tested before have sex with someone new you know yeah just be safe i would not be offended if someone said that to me 
Yeah, and I would do it too. Totally, so, and I'd be yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" This means you're probably not going to give me anything. Well, you know, a fuck up. First of all, fuck this guy because chlamydia is very curable. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, and and it was also like the bit that he saw was like from a couple years ago. So I'm like, you think I've just been walking around with chlamydia yeah. this whole time? <laughs> also, like, he definitely yeah. has HPV and doesn't know it. Like, it's yeah. it's yeah. Ugh, I hate people so much. Um, yeah. Kate, how is it? You are a person who is online. You have a podcast called Reply. Guys, I am just curious how how it is dating being an online person for you. We are not as as well known at all, but even that has had challenges in the past. Um, I don't know. You know, it can get weird sometimes. I mean, I've also met really cool people online. Like, I would say that, like, I've had probably better luck like just meeting people to date from like twitter and stuff versus like even like tinder or you know hinge or whatever just because like i've met people that you know online that like share my interests in like political activism and stuff so Mm -hmm. that can be a good starting point but it has been weird i went on a date with a man earlier this summer uh who was extremely cool like we weren't romantically compatible but like he's like an awesome guy and he's just like um, is it weird that I know who all of your ex-boyfriends are and I have, like, a lot of questions about them? And I'm like, no, I also have a lot of questions about them. <laughs> I'm still searching for answers myself, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can, like, skip the background. It's like, um, you know, when I, I went to therapy for a long time and then stopped going to therapy and I just had to go back to my same therapist because I was like, I can't explain my relationship with my mother to a new person. And like, it's yeah, similar. It's like, I definitely feel that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's weird because it's like I put out like, yeah, I mean, I put up stand up and it's stand up. It's like I, I, I sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not true. You know, sometimes I mean, there's always a grain of truth in it. But, you know, like I often will change details so that people are not identified or, you know, if something mildly annoying happens in real life like I'll amp it up a few notches to make it funnier that's the game you know Mm -hmm. but I also have been doing in the past few years um like more kind of personal writing like memoir nonfiction and um, personal essays and that stuff is true so it is it has been kind of a weird thing to like sort of have this um shift to like no there actually is like real information about me if you want to like this guy that I went out with earlier this summer um different guy like he had listened to my audiobook um and it wasn't like a I had just listened to your audiobook by chance kind of thing it was like I you know found out like who you are we're gonna go on a date and then like I listened to your audiobook to prepare which is like you know that's a good seven hours of content and he had a lot of questions about it, and I, th- I, that really weirded me out because I was just like, okay, it's, like, very weird to do seven hours of research for a first day. I have accepted and also sometimes perform a quick Google search to make sure that the person is not, you know, a psycho or something, but you, you got to keep that research time to, like, five minutes yeah, you know, yeah. or less. Yeah. <laughs> also, a great rule of thumb because yeah. man, listening to your entire audiobook just, yeah, paints a, a but, weird picture for me. Also, sure like, for you. it's weird that he told you that. Like, I would have just – I that's something I would completely do, but only <laughs> – like, I would have – I think the self-respect to be like, oh, my God, I saw you had an audiobook. Like, crazy. I don't know. Like, I can see myself falling, especially because, like, your audiobook is very good. So I can see myself falling into something being like, oh, I'll take a look at this. And then, you know, on a first date, like, oh, man, I've spent a couple hours like in an Internet rabbit hole. But like, it's weird to tell you that and then have you have to like uh, answer questions about it. It feels very like job interviewee. Like I read your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That no, that's true, actually. I mean, no, because there was this one guy, different guy, you know, trying to cover a lot of uh, cover a lot of dating grounds here but there was this one guy a couple years ago that I went out with that he mentioned that he had a podcast about politics with his dad and I was just very curious about it so I checked it out but then I like it was like really funny so I just I kept listening to it and I was like "Mm, yeah I'm not gonna like tell this guy that I like listen to all this shit with his dad (laughs) before we go out or whatever but I, I the reason I wasn't 
I wasn't trying to be a creep. It was just like his dad was like a really funny character. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole I, I feel like life right now is falling into internet rabbit holes. Like that's basically eighty percent of how I spend my time. So it it definitely yeah. happens. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk a little bit more about your audiobook, Dirtbag Anthropology. But first, can you give us just like a quick? This is you. Doesn't have to be quick. Why am I saying that? Take as long yeah, as you can want. Yeah, be fucking long. Yeah, yeah. like we're we're chilling. Um, w- tell us a little bit about your relationship to relationships. This is our Terry Gross co- uh, question. Um, I'm trying to think of the typical ground that a uh, Terry Gross <laughs> like interviews cover. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. I mean, you know. I feel like I've gone through a few phases with relationships. I was married when I was really young and then I immediately had like a long-term relationship after that. Like my rebound just lasted four years. (laughs) And so I was, um, yeah, I had like 11 years of monogamy and then I went through a period of time where, you know, I really did not want a romantic relationship but I like enjoyed dating and having a lot of sex with people. And that was really fun. Also hard sometimes. Um, but then, you know, a few years ago, I decided that I was like into having like relationships again. And I have had a few relationships. And for the most part, to be honest with you, they've been really hard, you know, mm-hmm. like um, some some bad things have happened, you know. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I think that like right now I am sort of in really enjoying socializing with people after the pandemic and like I would like to eventually be in a relationship with someone again but I also like this is like maybe one of the first times where I like feel like actually like dating is like fun for its own sake just because we had like the most antisocial year and a half of all time you know so it's it's been fun to get to know people you know yeah, I feel like when you feel like when when one feels like dating is at all fun, you got to just go for it. That was that yeah was kind of the premise of when I when we started this way back and I was dating and like trying to have fun for the first time ever. I used to look at dates like chores. So yeah, yeah, and it, they can be a lot of the time, especially for women. Like I yeah, will talk to my male friends about dating a lot, like straight guys that are uh, dating, you know, and they'll be like oh I had a bad date the other day and I'm like you know what happened and he's like oh we just there was just so many pauses on the conversation and to me that's hilarious because like Mm -hmm. a bad date for a woman is like oh he tried to sexually assault me you know like the scale is just so different you know um I mean obviously it's you know it's not usually like that of course but I just mean like I am often really envious of, like, straight men that they get to, you know, date women. And, I mean, I also date women sometimes, too, but it's just, like, the when you're dating women, like, there's, it's, you know, a lot of time, like, really cool, interesting people who have their shit together, and whether or not you're compatible, you know, who knows? That's, you know, very specific and can often take a while to find, but, like, just... I don't know, like the quality of people that you're likely to encounter on apps if you're dating men versus women is like really different. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because so you you in in your audiobook, Dirtbag Anthropology, you talk about having been married to a woman and then going out into the world and like dating men. Like, can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah. Just about what that experience was was like of going from being in like a committed, you know, long-term relationship with a woman to, like, having to sit at a bar with a man and deal with that. <laughs> man, I'm trying to think of, like, the short version of that. I mean, I don't know. I definitely think that, I mean, there's a certain element of, like, being, you know, in a long-term relationship and just dating anyway is really weird because it's, you know, you just get really comfortable with someone in a long-term relationship. And then the fact that like, you know, when you're dating, like the person doesn't love you or care about you, like, you know, until like much later on in the process, you know, so it's, uh, it can be hard to like, you know, be, yeah, making that adjustment to like, oh, wow, like this person, like truly at, 
you know, on this first date, second date, third date, like, they don't really owe me anything at all, like, they can ghost, you know, like, it's just, that's weird, but, um, I mean, I definitely, when I, I mean, I was gonna say when I was first dating men, but, I mean, still, like, there is something that can be kind of, like, shocking to me about, like, I don't know, just, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. So, I mean, like, the stuff that men care about, like, broadly, I'm talking about, like, huge generalizations here, like, feels, like, really upsetting to me sometimes. Like, the way that, like, women's bodies are talked about and, like, I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, it's upsetting for me sometimes to, like, even hear, like, the guys that I'm friends with talk about women, um... Like, they're, and they're not bad people or whatever, but it's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, it can be super, like, objectifying sometimes, even among men that are not, like, you know, I'm not talking about, like, Donald Trump level or something <laughs> like that. I just mean, like, uh, lesbian dating can be, like, very much, like, just sort of making a friend in a way, you know? Like, but, I mean, I don't know. It's, as I've dated more guys, like, I feel like I've been able to, like, learn how to, like, filter for like people that you know like are are definitely not like the most um macho dudes or whatever but I also have dated plenty of macho dudes you know (laughs) I mean yeah and they all have that you know even if they're not the macho dude they're not the Donald Trump the patriarchy is still very much alive within a lot of them of like that you know there's what they even, yeah, your your point about, like, what men who are my friends talk about when around other men when they're not really thinking about, I don't know, ladies being around, it's just, yeah, it's still disappointing. Again, I'm generalizing as well, but, man. But it can be shocking when you're that. in, like, a more male space. I feel like I've had some experiences where I've been, like, the only woman and there's been, like, eight or nine men who are, like, my, you know, my partner's friends or, like, cousins or just like people who it's clearly like there's they're not like behaving in front of me or they're they're not like filtering what they're saying in front of me and I'll just be like oh like I like all of you guys and you're talking like you know there it's it's very it's surprising yeah you know a lot of my male friends are dating women that are you know substantially younger you know and like on the one hand I don't like, I don't have a right to judge, like, you know, anyone for, like, who they're dating. And, you know, maybe, like, in in a lot of cases, it's just, like, a really good connection. But I also feel like I kind of think back to, like, when I was in my, you know, early 20s and the type of, like, you know, 30-something, 40-something guy that was trying to date me. And it's, like, I don't want to, like, project my experience onto that. But I'm just, like, I don't know. I really hope you guys are being careful to not you know be pushier I don't know so it's just I'm I like I'm saying I don't have any friends that are men that like I don't think are like actually people who also think about this stuff but it is just a very different experience yeah it is a very different experience I think that's a really good way to put it um so you mentioned filters on like filtering a macho guy, but even more broadly, I'm just curious, you know, whether you're dating men or women, like back to the online thing, if someone DMs you, because honestly, I don't know if this happens a lot to you, Kate, it's never happened to me, but I feel like every, you know, celebrity is now meeting on Instagram or Twitter. Like if someone DMs you, what are like the, some of the filters or red flags you look out for that maybe we could apply to just like dating apps as well? Well, I've never met anyone on Instagram. Um, If I meet someone on Twitter, it's usually because, like, I've been, like, interacting with that person for, like, a minute, like, Mm, with no intention of any kind of dating. Like, we just, you know, were interested in, like, a similar topic, and we started kind of going back and forth about it. And then in a couple of those cases, like, it's led to to dates. I, I don't think I've ever, like... Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone on a date with someone, like, straight from, like, the DMs to to dating, but, I mean, maybe I would. It, you know, it'd have to be, like, a thoughtful message, you know? Yeah, that's a good like, point. It can't just be, like, oh, you're hot or something like that, because, I mean, everyone is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I would say that, 
I mean, to me in general, whether it's like dating apps or, um, you know, another type of online, I, I just want to feel like the person is like interested in me as a human and that it's not just like, oh, I'm just like messaging 5,000 women and going to shoot my shot. And like, you know, if one of these ladies responds, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. no, that's a great. I mean, yeah, sorry. I, I was I was like, when your DMs are slid into all the time, please tell us how to handle that. No, but I think that's just a great reminder for – that should be the only, you know, test. Like, are they treating me like a human no matter where they're messaging you or, or speaking to you in, in the world or online? I did this experiment a few years ago where I made a joke application to be a person in my life. And like it could be you could apply for different categories. You could apply for like friends, reply guy, sex, romantic. And I actually did meet some people from that. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah. There were three people that I met up with in real life and one person became a friend and um one person I ended up dating for like five months, but it was kind of weird because you know that thing about like um we were talking about like you wouldn't mention it if you listen to someone's podcast. Yeah. So this guy had actually like combed all my back work and like listened to every podcast I had put out and like knew a lot of things about me that like I, t I told him, you know, like over the course of dating and he just pretended to be really shocked about everything. So I felt weird about that. Like I just, I don't know, maybe it was like this thing where the, he didn't feel like there was ever a good opportunity to say, but I feel like, you know, I listen to your podcast is like not a weird thing to tell someone like it's a podcast. It's public and just, you know, just be like, hey, you know, I've been a fan of Reply Guys, whatever. You know, I wouldn't have been like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. but it was it was just it's just really weird, like kind of thinking back and like knowing like how many times he pretended to be shocked, including about some stuff that was like really big, like I had recently like lost someone very close to me um that died and like it was just you know just his whole reaction of like i can't believe that i'm like no you've known about this for like a long <laughs> time <so> creepy story. <laughs> whoa i just got like true shivers thinking about that Ugh, yeah so it was weird yeah. there is a yeah. point where you can admit that you've like heard you about should. this on the internet yes. and then be like i heard about that that must have been tough tell me more you know it's Jesus Christ. Yeah, or just even like, you know, I did hear about that on your podcast. That was something that I wanted to let you bring up when you're ready, but you know. Mm -hmm. Totally. I, I, I kind of respect the guy more that like I went out with from Twitter that was just like, uh, <laughs> hey, is it weird that I know a lot about your ex-boyfriends? <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, I mean, that may, I, I, good point. Now I'm like, yeah, just, just say it up front, you know? Well, especially if it's, like, not something that, like, would require, like, you know, Google digging or something. If you're, if it's, like, if someone had listened to this podcast, like, it's normal to listen to a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be weird to do that, totally. you know? Especially after yeah. you've been hanging out for a while. You know, like, on a first date, I might, like, fudge the truth about it. But after a couple of dates, it's like, hey, I watched all your stuff and I listened to your podcast. Like, sorry, you know? <laughs> or, but also, like, you know, I mean, like, it would also be normal to, I think, like, you know, like, it's, it's just normal to listen to a podcast in, in general. Like, you know, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that the reason that you listen to it is even because you were, like, interested in the person. Like, you know, like, uh, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are dating. I have a one friend that is, like, a very, you know, she's a very, very, very well-known podcaster. And it's, like, for the type of people that she's dating, which, you know, are, like, interested in this the topic that she podcasts about it would make sense that like many of the men who are messaging her like have been listening to the podcast you know what i mean and there's nothing to me there's nothing strange about that totally yeah Spe okay so speaking of stuff you put out on the internet and the way people respond to it i want to touch a little bit on politics and dating because you're on your podcast reply guys you and your co-host are like very proud outspoken socialist ladies and obviously that brings up a lot of feelings for certain people. Um, and you just like have a very outspoken political, you're, you're an outspoken political public presence. Has that, what do you think about like the intersection of politics and dating? Like I feel like there's a kind of old world rule of like not talking politics on a first date. 
Um, do you feel like you want to kind of know somebody's politics toward, like before yeah. you go meet them in person? Yeah, I mean, that question is a nuanced answer. Like, I'm never dating a Republican, of course. Um, <laughs> totally. I don't know if I need to say, of course, but I'm not <laughs> dating a Republican. Um, I put, like, if I'm, like, online dating, I put right on my profile, like, I am a leftist. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it would be really cool to meet someone else who's interested in that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, to me, there's, like, a few types of people that I can date. Like, one, I could date like another leftist and that would be hopefully you know really fun to you know do uh, canvassing together and stuff like that or you know i think that i would be willing to date someone who like is a liberal that is like open-minded about stuff like there's nothing worse to me than dating a liberal that is you know very uh i don't know just wanting to debate all the time about like socialist shit and like being like, well, actually capitalism is like amazing. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to have a whole relationship like that. But if someone is open-minded about the things that are important to me, I think that would probably be enough. Like if, you know, if I, if I could like be like, Hey, like, why don't you check out this one article? And like, they would be willing to kind of like, I don't know, just not approach the things that are really important to me with like any kind of like, antagonism i mean the stuff that you know for example you know if i go to to protest something like you know to uh defund the police or whatever like i I can't be with someone who thinks that the police is is good you know like are good i guess but you know like i at least the things that i think are really bad like i want someone to to share the view that they're really bad and understand like at least you know why I'm upset about something but I mean to me it's like I you know although I would probably like at least I think prefer to like immediately have a certain political understanding with someone like the fact of the matter is like a lot of guys who are leftists are like one extremely addicted to the internet which like I also am but two is too many in that situation <laughs> like I want someone that is like has a little bit of a healthier relationship with Twitter than I do <laughs> and two uh like a lot of guys who are leftists are like really into like polyamory and stuff and I have absolutely no interest in that um and yeah so I don't know like I'm I'm kind of like coming back around to the view that like yeah maybe i can date someone who has like a little bit different politics if they're like you know willing to to engage in good faith you know yeah that's such a good point though because like are they willing to engage in good faith like it's tricky i feel like people get some people just love to engage to engage you know on all all sides um again republicans too but we're not dating those um but i don't know it can just be it can be tricky to know. Like I, I just think about like my boyfriend now is like a little more traditional, liberal, but like a little more traditional than myself, and definitely has a healthier internet internet relationship and Twitter relationship than I do. Uh, but I get I still get very frustrated sometimes and like angry and like I take it personally. And I just feel like it's I'm not I'm not really leading to a question. I'm just using you both as my therapist. But I just find it really hard to navigate because. What's going on in the world right now feels so bad and like heartbreaking and angering to not be on the same page is that much more challenging sometimes, I feel like. I definitely share that. It can be really hard. Oh, man. You know, I mean, and it honestly brings me like a lot of joy in relationships to like be able to, you know, just have like a certain immediate understanding about like hey, like, I'm upset about this thing, you know, and that other person is like, yeah, you're upset because this thing fucking sucks. Like, it's relaxing. But, I mean, I've also, like, you know, I've dated a lot of people who had politics really similar to mine, and, like, some of them are, you know, like, someone's politics say nothing about the way that they're going to treat women, for example. And, you know, it's like, I am just sort of, updating my view of I think like what it means to like be a good person and a good partner and 
I definitely think politics are like part of that story, but it's it's not the whole piece, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. And it's always so, tricky, too, because I feel like there's obviously certain things like I would never compromise on. Like if someone thought differently about me on I mean, I'm I've been with the same person for almost eight years and he's like a centrist Democrat, maybe a little bit left of that. And I'm like a progressive and it's like a small difference. But we have screamed at each other over the dumbest shit. It's literally the only thing we ever raise our voices over our politics. And sometimes it feels so like impossible to overcome. And I'm like, well, we're never going to agree on this. And how is anything going to work? And blah, blah, blah. And other times it's like really, really refreshing to have the things that I believe challenged in like a, you know, healthy way. But I certainly wish we just shared identical politics yeah i mean though i've like i've had you know i've dated a couple guys for a long time that were socialists and we did not have identical politics like there was still plenty to mm. get in t- huge unnecessary fights about you know? <laughs> so but i but i i hear you yeah i mean like uh, there, there's definitely been times, especially when, you know, I like, dated someone that was like a little more centrist and like they were like very zealous about it and like very intent on like sort of persuading me that they were right. And I'm like, you're not going to like I'm I'm not going to be persuaded. <laughs> like, for example, that like, you know, student loan forgiveness is unfair. Like you just I'm never never going to never going to think that, you know, yeah. but and so none of those none of those ended up leading to a long term situation. So I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends. I I think that like I I I have not like in the time since like politics became something that I cared about and followed a lot. I haven't dated someone for a long time that was like very different than me about it. But I think I could potentially, like, I don't want to rule it out because ultimately, like, would I rather date a guy that, like, is, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example that's, like, not too, too bad here, you know? Like, would I rather date a guy who thinks that, you know, uh... Every example that I come up with, I'm like, no, actually, that would be a deal Like, no, fuck that and I, that and that. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm playing the I same mean, game in my head right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of something like, you know, like, for example, like, I'm really not, I, okay, I really thought that, like, a lot of, like, uh, Elizabeth Warren's, a lot of things that I was really disappointed by during the primary, but, like, could I date someone that was, like, a huge fan of her? Probably. Like, I would there would be moments that would be like eye rolly for me and I would like probably be like, well, you know, here's why I feel how I feel. But like ultimately, like if that person is, for example, someone that like, you know, does really want Medicare for all and, you know, like major economic redistribution or whatever, it's like it it does, I think. I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff that like values wise at a more core level we do share. um, But I don't know. Um, it's it, it is definitely like I I sort of forgot where I was going with this. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, but you're fine. Listen, no, I love that you said because it's okay. So we I get very butt hurt when we get like negative reviews about this podcast. So just guaranteed we'll get one. But they've mostly happened when we've mentioned like Trump or politics. And I get it. We're a dating podcast. Blah blah blah. But I specifically remember a review we got that was like, you think you're open-minded, but you're not open-minded to, like, Republicans. And one, I think Republican means something different now than it did before. Whatever, whatever. I'm not I'm not super – this isn't my area of expertise. However, I always struggled with that critique because I'm like, no, it's actually the values level stuff that, like, is why we shit on Trump on this podcast or tell you to vote a certain way or whatever. But, like, when it comes to someone like Elizabeth Warren, you know, it's – you may disagree and it's just different though your values are more aligned. So I actually think, Kate, what you said just kind of like I had an aha moment of like that's the difference for me. Like it's okay to not agree on everything, especially politically in a relationship, but like what are those core values? And then like not only in politics but in like your actual actions in the relationship. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like there's a lot of stuff like that too like that has nothing to do with politics. Like, you know, like I – I'm not 
someone that feels in any way that like everyone needs to be in a monogamous relationship i do not care i don't care what other people do as long as they're happy and everyone is consenting knock your socks off whatever i don't care but at the same time like you know i think because i date in a lot of like very you know left circles or whatever like i'll just often get people that are like um yeah but like you know why don't you want to be with like eight partners and stuff and like really wanting to debate me about that and i'm like because i don't have time yeah because i i just don't want to you know and it's your preference i, mean, I don't know i don't yeah. like debate like that feels yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's fun. not like okay with someone just being like, because it's not my thing about something like that is like a problem. You know what? I, like, I, I see not a huge difference between those people and the like, I won't get vaccinated. That's a lie. I do see a difference. <laughs> but there is like a base level of respecting other people and like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I think that mostly I'm just, it's, it's, Great to talk to you about this, Kate, because I feel like this has been a question that's come up with our listeners a lot and like in our secret Facebook group a lot, because I feel like after, um, you know, the past year and a half and especially after kind of like the gigantic, like necessary racial reckoning our country went through and is going through uh, politics, all of a sudden are so present on dating apps and it's so top of mind for so many people and there's all of a sudden people are like really drawing hard lines around what they are and aren't okay with politically with the people they date and it's a really hard question like it's really like we're we're all smart ladies who have thought about this and it's really hard to figure out like the right balance you know yeah I I went out with this guy that ultimately we went on like four dates and ultimately like it didn't work out but you know part of the reason that it didn't work out is because he was extremely wealthy and that influenced the whole way that he saw the world and politics and it was in a way that like i really didn't relate to like this guy was absolutely like capitalism rules you know because it was really working out for him let's say you know (laughs) and i like i ended up feeling in that situation like you know we just didn't really have enough in common to like sustain a long-term relationship but then later i was just like kate like did you really just dump like a really nice kind person because they were too rich that's i've never told my mom about that you know please yeah yeah wow i I wanted to find one of those no yeah um no it's tricky it's all tricky this comes up a lot like similarly around like being a feminist and then who pays for the date i don't know kate if you have any thoughts on like just kind of in in hetero dating like uh if I don't know if you have any thoughts on those tropes or here, here, I'll give an example of things that come up for me. Like there are little things that I really like, like chivalrous things when a guy does for me and I then hate that. I like it. Um, so like opening a door or I love if my, my first date tab gets picked up and I know that's not what I'm supposed to love, but it feels nice. Do you have anything like that? Or how do you think about things like that? I mean, I personally, I think that stuff is like, pretty irrelevant to like politics like if someone opens a door for me like to me that has like nothing to do whatsoever with like whether they you know support like women having bodily autonomy uh I don't know I mean to to me personally like I I would like to date someone that has good manners and is a really conscientious person and I find that a lot of men who do have really good manners and are very conscientious people, yeah, they will pick up a tab on a first date and, like, do stuff that's, like, a little bit chivalrous. And, you know, I mean, like, if a guy wanted to go Dutch on a first date, I'm not, like, that's, you know, that's not a deal breaker for me in any way or whatever, but it just, I have noticed that there's, like, a correlation between, like, that and like whether that person is somebody that like thinks a lot about like manners in general i guess maybe the ideal situation like is that you know like the person is just kind of reading me to like see 
what I'm comfortable with and like maybe just being like, you know, like I would like to get this if you're comfortable with it. Like that would be like super nice, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's not it's not like a th- to me, it's not like about like whether someone like pays or like pulls out a chair or anything like that. It's just like sort of like one way of sort of assessing if the person like is, you know, really considerate, thoughtful, generous person. And I mean, there's definitely many other ways that someone could show that, you know? Yeah. No, you're so like, thank you. I'm like, things that I like, you know, get up in my head about, you're just enlightening me and, and our listeners. Thank you, Kate. (laughs) I mean, it's also like, to me, you know, like, if I'm going to go out with someone who is like a lawyer, like, Mm -hmm. stands to reason that that person like probably has like, a lot more money than me like I'm a comedian you know what I mean like I mean hopefully eventually I'm like super wealthy and famous or whatever but you know it's not the situation uh that I'm in right now so you know like if someone wants to go out to like a really if they invite me out to like a really nice restaurant and then they don't offer to pay I'm honestly gonna be like I don't you didn't you didn't really put a lot of thought into this situation you know so I continue to think of it yeah, oh, sorry. I continue to think of it as like a tax on men for the fact that it just costs us more to exist, like to get a haircut or to, you know, just like every everything for us is it's more expensive for us to maintain our physical bodies in like I, I do literally the bare minimum of womanhood. And I mean, I just the haircut thing never fucking stops angering me that I <laughs> I know it costs like three hundred dollars to get yep. like people were complaining about AOC's haircut and color oh yeah uh, um and like that's like a you know that's like a mid-range hair yeah. cut and color at a like a you know anywhere in brooklyn for sure you know maybe even more than that and that's not something that i do like all the time but if i'm gonna be like on tv or whatever like yeah i'll go get like a nice haircut and highlights and stuff and it's like so fucking expensive totally when men get their hair cut and it costs $20. I'm so mad. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And and we have to do those things to like advance in the world. Like if AOC showed up and looked scruffy, that would be a headline too. Conversation. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh okay. My. As a quick wrap up, before I get too steamed about um, what it costs to be a woman. Um, if Kate, if you could, we like to ask this question to everyone as a wrap up. If you could like m- wave a magic wand and change one thing about modern day dating, what would it be? Wow, that's a really good question. Um, give me just a second to think about. Totally, that. I so, forgot to put it in sorry. your in your question, so it's my fault. Take your time. No, no worries. Um, I think ghosting really sucks. I mm-hmm. try to never do it. Um, because what goes around comes around or whatever. But I'm not talking about like. Look, if you're, like, on an app with someone, talking to someone on an app and, like, you'd stop messaging them back, that's totally fine. I'm talking about, like, someone that you have, you know, been out with, maybe had sex with. Like, if you don't want to see them anymore, like, even a text to just be, like, like, I I had a good time. I You know, I just, just doesn't feel like the right match for me. Like, I don't know. Just show the person that respect, I think. You know, that's probably a pretty common answer I would imagine that you get, but I I don't. I think the ghosting thing is, like, really sucky. And it it puts me kind of on the defense with people a little bit. Like, when I'm dating, like, Mm -hmm. I honestly, it might be, like, six or eight dates before I really start to, like, think of somebody as, like, a person that is in my life whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, until, until really the point of, like, a few months, I, I'm definitely sort of, like, yeah, you know, this person could just be someone that I never hear from at any moment again and that is a very like weird feeling for people to be walking around with yeah and the fact that we've just like you know put this word into our language and to your point some people say I was ghosted on an app when you were messaging back and forth and like I get it sucks if anyone you had any interest in stops replying to you but when you start thinking about people like it it makes it hard to be vulnerable to your point Kate and I think it's just so frustrating too because you know, ultimately, I imagine a lot of ghosting happens because people are too afraid to say the hard thing. But it's so much more painful when you don't just say the thing and you leave someone in that state. So it's a good answer. You know, it's a it's a common one for a reason, I would say. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's like a lot of the time in situations where that's happened to me, like the person, you know, has like reemerged or whatever. And it was like something that didn't even have anything to do with me. They're like, oh, I actually got back together with my ex-girlfriend. And it's like, I mean, just shoot me a text that says like, actually, I'm going to work it out with my ex-girlfriend. Like, you think I'm going to be like, fuck you, you're mine now. Of course not. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's just it's considerate to like let people know. Like, especially if it's, like, not a situation that's, like, about anything they did, you know, so they don't have to think the worst thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, we all need to do it all the time. No ghosting. All right. Kate, thank you so much for doing this with us. It was really fun and so nice to meet you. Um, you're so wise and, and funny. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And let everyone know where they can follow you, find you, etc. So you can find me on Twitter at Kate Willett with two T's. I am on Instagram at Kate.Willett. And I'm going to be touring a bunch this fall. So I'll be posting those dates on both of my socials. I also have a podcast called Reply Guys. And we do talk about politics, but we also just like make fun of men a lot. So, <laughs> you know, perhaps there's some overlap. Yeah. All of that's going to be linked below. Please check out all of Kate's stuff. And Kate, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>